0: You know, whatever happens is gonna happen. We can't live in fear. So every day now I just leave it in God's hands and just so grateful for so many things.
1: More than overcame adversity, I crush it and I murder thee I'm further than you'll ever be, on fire like that third degree Thought it was impossible, said so in the chronicles How to prove it wrong, that's how I overcame these obstacles Thankful for the ones I love, will rise, many fall Thankful for the men above, blessed to be here standing tall Highly specialized, change the game like a chameleon Maximize your range, bounce back higher, stay resilient Welcome to the Resilience Squad Podcast. This is your host, Edgar Rodriguez, along here with my lovely wife, Rosie.
2: Hey, squad.
1: And today we are recording episode five of the Resilience Squad Podcast. And guess who our special guest is? It is you, Zach. It is me. It is Rosie. (laughs) So, Rosie, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about her and share some of her stories about resiliency and hopefully... To inspire some of you out there listening, so that's what it's about. Because we all have a story, or, or a combination of many stories to share, Mm -hmm. and that's our our goal here today is just to hopefully impact somebody out there listening today. So, all right, so you ready to get started? No, because
2: I'm gonna cry. You're not gonna cry.
1: (laughs) It's okay if you do. Don't worry. Nobody can see. (laughs) You guys can't see, right? So, (laughs) all right. So let me just tell you a little bit about Miss Rosie here, my lovely wife and podcast assistant (laughs) um so she actually is a native of Oceanside California Mm -hmm. graduated from Oceanside High School went on to get a medical assistant degree and did a bunch of other jobs and um then anyway fast forward to the future I know you got your your bachelor's degree you got your master's degree yes you got oh you did get your license in real estate as well yes and now doing um now you got your uh, personal training certification and now doing that and helping other people with that so I mean it's super awesome accomplishments very proud of you for everything you've done Thank you, and I just want you to you know we'll go back and just start about like kind of how you grew up and then how you got to where you are now and obviously talk a little bit about the obstacles along the way so you ready I am all right so first of all though I'd like to ask since you are a native of Oceanside and this is your city (laughs) So, oh, if you got one of your friends coming to Oceanside, where would be the spot you would take them to eat? What's oh, your go-to to spot? to eat. Whatever it is, breakfast, lunch, dinner, doesn't matter. But
2: Oh, gosh. Where um. some, if somebody
1: comes to Oceanside, you got to take them somewhere to eat. Where are you going to take them?
2: <laughs> um, for breakfast, I will take them to
1: Beach Break All right. Cafe. Beach, beach Break Cafe, it yeah. is. All right. I know they got them huge pancakes there, so oh, yes. you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yes. But... How about for Mexican food? Where are you going to go?
2: Oh, Mexican food. I really like marietas here in Oceanside.
1: Okay, that's a cool spot. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite thing to eat there?
2: Uh, I'll say the flautas.
1: What uh, are flautas for some people that don't speak? <laughs> okay, Espanol. so there's roll
2: tacos and there's flautas. <laughs> you mean like a flute? <laughs> so the roll tacos are corn tortillas and the flautas are flour tortillas. Okay, okay. And I do prefer flour over corn. I prefer corn, but yes. I know. <laughs> but this is my podcast, so. Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> and you can choose anything you want. So, all right, cool. Well, anyway, just let's take it back and tell us a little bit about where you, obviously where you grew up and how you grew up and how what life was like growing up for you. Talk a little bit about yes, that. Yes,
2: so I am, out of five siblings, I am the middle child, so I have two older sisters and uh, a younger sister and a younger brother, so... I am the middle, and um, we're a family of seven. We've born and raised in Oceanside. Both my parents are from Mexico, and all of us are from here in Oceanside. We all, um, including my parents, all graduated from Oceanside High School, and um, we've yeah we've pretty much always always lived in Oceanside all of our life. So, I do recall a very happy childhood. Never any broken bones, but lots of fun.
1: So being your husband, you know, I'm going to expose you to a lot of <laughs> stuff that I know of. Uh-oh. <laughs> Zach. So I know Miss Sweet Little Rosie would never get in a fight, but there was a time that somebody tried to jump you or steal your jewelry or what was yes. it? Yes. Oh what my was gosh. That? What was that like for you?
2: That was one of the scariest moments of my life. So So what happened that day? Yes. So the day of my quinceañera, I got a lot of jewelry, you know, rings, necklaces, earrings. Um, so that week, I decided I wanted to wear all of it. It was on a Friday, the Friday after my quinceañera. My mom said no, don't wear it because it could be dangerous. I didn't believe. I didn't believe it. I didn't listen. So I wore all of my rings. On my way home, on the corner of our house, I get stopped. Um, I was walking and I get stopped um, by someone who said they they knew my sister. And um, she wanted to shake my hand. She was in a car with two other guys. She was in the passenger side. And um, I wasn't too sure, but when she told me again, yeah, I went to school with your sister, come here. It's been a while, you know, shake my hand. What did I do at the age of 15? I went to shake her hand and the guy in the back seat pulled half of my body in and as she was trying to forcefully take off my rings they couldn't get them because my hands were in a fist and the guy in the back tore off my one of my earrings and um my necklace so I had you know scratches on my chest from the necklace and yep they didn't take anything else they just broke my my necklace pretty much but that was a really scary moment um and they ended up taking off so that was (laughs) Really, it, but other than being traumatized, that's, that's what happened.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a crazy story. I know. I know. But so, anyway, so after that, uh, you went on to high school, you graduated high school. So, tell us about that. What, what did you do after that?
2: Well, while I was in high school, my senior year, um, I first semester, I only went to half day for classes because I had enough credits. Um, I was able to um, graduate a semester early. Um, I was taking AP classes and um, throughout my years um, while I was in AVID. And um, so anyway, I graduated a semester early. Um, At the same time that I finished in January of 96, I started college at Merritt College. So June of 96, I walked with my class, um, my high school class. And then July of 96, I finished college and graduated from with my medical assistant certification. And I started working right away.
1: Cool, cool. So, what year did we get together? Do you remember?
2: That we got together? Yes. Um. Yes. Nineteen
1: ninety-eight. Good job. <laughs> make sure you remember. Oh,
2: do you remember? Yes, of course I remember. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> just making sure you remember. <laughs> so then
1: let's just fast forward to then we end up together. Of course, we would. I don't know if we We talk about when we met or the first time or. We
2: can. Yeah. So I
1: met her. For those who don't know, I met her at her quinceanera. I was actually invited to rap. Me and my brother had a rap group, so we were invited to go rap at her party. So that's where we met, and that's where we both fell in love. We were yes. all 16. She was 15 yes. at the time. We kind of started hanging out, dating a little bit, but then things went a little different, and we kind of went <laughs> our own way. Yes. And then I left on, I left to the Army after high school. When I came back, um you know, we kind of reconnected and that's when we, you know, it was meant to be. So we got back together and, um, started, started from there. Yes. And that's where our life began. So, but,
2: and actually real quick on our very first date, I remember you took, you took me to Horton Plaza, a place I had never been to. It was December. It was all decorated like Christmas. And it just, it was like a dream come true. I remember you took me past a like a well or something like a wish like a wishing well. Like yes, and you happened to have a a coin in your pocket. Mm-hmm. So you told me to make a wish. And on our first date, my wish was for you to ask me to marry to marry you. So mm-hmm. my wish on was our first date. my <laughs> wish was for you to marry me.
1: So although it wasn't a wish because I knew it was going to happen. Exactly. Ah. <laughs> so yes that was our first date to her in plaza and then we actually went i remember our first date to a restaurant we went to a burger joint and <laughs> i took her to a burger place and i had her order first and she ordered the she ordered the two-thirds pound burger My. and i ordered the quarter pound burger <laughs> she didn't realize that two-thirds was bigger than a quarter pound. i was nervous <laughs> so her burger was huge and i was like man she, like, she likes to eat i guess <laughs> But I was like, okay. So anyway, that was kind of funny. But so I guess but I didn't,
2: didn't eat it. I don't even think I touched it. I don't think I you ate half of that thing. But <laughs> I wouldn't be able to eat half. But I was just head of the butterflies. I was so nervous.
1: But yeah, so that was a funny story. But so anyway, we started going out. Things are going great now. Obviously, you know, we experienced some of obstacles, life's obstacles along the way, like anyone. I mean, you know, we had some financial struggles. We had some disagreements maybe here and there i mean we we always thought we, one thing we always did was respect each other and never mm-hmm. raise our voices at each other or anything like that though obviously you know it was a lot of getting to know each other in the beginning getting to know our ways one of the things i mean you knew me as you know i used to drink and smoke yes. and and you met me that way and you were okay with it and yes. you know and that's who i was who i was that's the lifestyle i was living and that's the lifestyle we knew mm-hmm. so it was all okay but you know, obviously as things progressed, there was a time, although you didn't talk about it, you held a lot of that stuff back. Yes. So at what point in your life after you, we got together, after we got married, were you like, did you think about, you know, did the thought, the, the thought come to your head like, I wonder what, what life would be like, you know, if life can be any different than this? Or was yes. there a point that came to your mind like, I got to tell him, but I'm, like, I don't know how? Yes. Like, I, I want to I wish for a different lifestyle, but I don't know how to tell them. When was yes. that? Yes.
2: So, I want to say maybe two weeks into us being married, um, a friend of yours came to visit, and you guys went out. Um, a couple friends went out. Um, I just remember you coming home, and at this time, we had a our own apartment, and um, I just remember turning, and you weren't on the bed, so... I go to check and I knew, I knew I had heard you come in. I actually went and you were, um, asleep in the bathroom on the ground. Um, you were intoxicated and I could barely open the door cause I couldn't even get in. Um, so I mean, that was the very first and scariest incident. I think that, you know, we, we had experienced at the time being newlyweds. So that night I do remember like, Oh my gosh, like, almost not really like what did I get myself into, but because it's the first time we lived together, you know, we were actually living together. I don't know if that had happened before, but I had never been around because obviously, you know, we, we weren't living together until we got married. So I would say that was a, the very first time I had a little thought in my mind, like, you know, is this going to be what the rest of our marriage life together is going to be like?
1: So as time went by, and obviously, you know, I would drink a few times a week, Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't get drunk every single time, but obviously, you know, there was, there was a handful of times I would get, go over my limit, but so at one point did you say to yourself, okay, this is normal now, or this is the way it's going to be? And you yeah. just kind of, no, well, I mean, from uh, there, kind of like, um, uh, ignored it, I guess.
2: Yes. From there. I mean, it just kind of continued. The drinking continued. I don't drink. So everywhere we would go, I uh, would be the designated driver and you know we didn't have kids at the time so it didn't feel like such a big problem but of course a year later you know i get pregnant and once i think it was oh no that was baby number two so we're on baby number one but um that night actually that i was uh, gonna go into labor with our son you were actually out drinking with with your friends so and I I remember you were actually I guess you would say uh, a little buzzed or something while we were at the hospital. So I do I do remember that. I mean you were good enough to drive. I think you had just started, you know, drinking a few beers but so
1: But then I remember with my daughter too I was buzzing that day, right? Mhm. Oh, the,
2: it, oh actually it was with her. That's what it we were wasn't about. with oh, the first. Okay, okay, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I don't yeah. remember
1: with with it, yeah. The, yeah, with the first. I was like wait. No. Yeah. Second one I was I was buzzing a little, but then when you told me it was time, I was like, Oh man, my buzz kinda went away. So (laughs) I I was nervous and I was like, Oh man, here we go. But Yep. But yeah, I went to the hospital and it happened so quickly, it's crazy. But
2: Yeah. I mean, but yeah, throughout the years, I mean it was we didn't have any other incidents where I would say, like, you know, you would pass out or it was just the usual, you know, every weekend drinking. Friends coming over or you going to their house or something you know me dropping you off picking you up so
1: so for those like listening example you know, obviously we want to help other people now I mean obviously we have completely changed our lifestyle I don't drink yes. anymore and you know which took me it <clears throat> took me a long time to, to do that but I mean it's never too late and yes and you,
2: and you cover that in your episode number four yes, talking about sobriety
1: yeah, so definitely check that out if you want to listen. Mm-hmm. But um, what I was going to say is for those listening, like obviously there was periods during that time when, um, you know, I was trying to make a change. But yet, you know, what what else was going through your mind during that time or, you know... Yeah, what was going through your mind? Like,
2: I honestly never thought that there was another lifestyle. I mean, I... A lot of the people that we knew were in, you know, we all hung out together. We were all in the same situation. So that's almost like the only life I knew. Um, But I, I remember wondering, like, I wonder if there is a life where no alcohol is involved, you know, like instead of a Friday night of instead of, you know, getting prepared for this barbecue or fight night or something, you know, expect having people come over and hang out till three, four in the morning. Like, is there ever a Friday night that we can maybe just stay home and watch a movie?
1: You know, like no way, not back then at least.
2: <laughs> I know, but that's something. I remember that I would get like,
1: I would get every single pay-per-view event, boxing, UFC. Yes. and I have. I invite the whole neighborhood. Yes, I provide all food and drinks. Yes, we would I should we say. We would. Yes, I would barbecue. I would buy firewood. I would spend hundreds of dollars a weekend. Yes, the weekend. I'm just. And I was that. the host. Yes, and, and I was the babysitter. <laughs> yes, and the dishwasher and oh uh, the my cleanup gosh. cleanup crew. Yes, yes. But being in that situation, I'm saying like you, it becomes your lifestyle. Yeah. You don't see it as a bad thing, or mm-hmm. it's like you know you you don't see that. Well, I didn't. I don't know about you, but yes. I mean, it's just like this is normal life. This is mm-hmm. this is just we have people over, whatever they're our guests. We're gonna take care of them. Yes. That at least for me it was because that's that's the way I grew up and that's the way I was used to.
2: Like for some reason though. But, I was okay with it in the beginning because everybody was sober. But when I got to the point where, you know, all everyone starts becoming
1: intoxicated, like after midnight.
2: Yes. And (laughs) I was still, you know, like I was still taking care of kids and, um, you know, kids were falling asleep in, in the kids playroom on our kids beds, you know, living room, like, Oh my gosh. Like a lot of that just started after a while. It was just really like starting to eat me up inside.
1: Yeah. And see, like I said, that's something, you know, um, I didn't know. And we did something you didn't bring up. to I me a lot. Yeah, it, So that's yeah. that's one thing Like we tell others now, like that are asking for for help or advice. You know, the number one thing we can recommend is what? Communication. Right. Communication. Because yes. all
2: I did was I just I would just be quiet. And the next day, you know, Edgar would wake up maybe at noon or something, you know, obviously from having a late night, all I would do is I was just silent. I was just quiet.
1: Yeah, so you wouldn't voice your opinion, how no. you felt, your emotions Mm-mm. to me, and I wouldn't really say anything to you besides like, oh man, I drank too much, or I shouldn't yeah. have done that, or whatever, and you're like, yeah. okay, well, kind of in your head, you're probably like, don't do it then, <laughs> but mm-hmm. <laughs> but addiction is hard to break, and that, a lot of people that don't do it don't understand how hard it is, how difficult it is, you know, it's, it's, it's just, it's like you can't stop, it's just yeah. a vicious cycle, it comes, you know, back and forth, back and forth, and it's, you just can't stop, no matter how much you want to, and... You know, I know it takes a lot, but it it can be done. You know, with the right people in your circle, with the right help, it's definitely doable. You know, mm-hmm. we, we we were able to do it. So yes, but um, so anyway, so it, a lot of times you don't you might not even see the signs. I guess is what I was gonna say. Or you know, you might have like our relationship overall. I think was pretty good. I think I was. <clears throat> I mean, I I I would take care of my responsibilities. I would go to work. I would be a father figure to my yes. kids. Yes. I was trying to be the best husband i can but my problem was my drinking you know because when I was drinking and i didn't get it wasn't like an angry drunk or anything like that but when I was drinking I would I would not be in a state my state of mind wouldn't be clear where mm-hmm. if in case of an emergency yes I'm passed out and you can yes. and I, I can't do anything you know so and I know that was your concern one of your biggest yes. concerns so um but so I mean for some of the people that might be listening and asking kind of like Does my spouse have a problem, or how do I know if they have a Mm -hmm. problem? What would you, what would your answer be for that?
2: Well, if one of the, you know, whether it's the male who drinks, the female who drinks, if one of them is not okay with it, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. It has to be mutual. I mean,
1: and how do you go about starting that step then to sobriety? How would you, or you know, what would you recommend mm -hmm. them to do?
2: Well, first of all, I'd say bring it up, and but bring it up in a time like obviously we know when is, when it's a good time, you know, not when people are home, not when in the middle of, you know, when kids are maybe up and crying or needing help with something, you know, us as couples, we always know when is a good time, either right before you go to bed or, you know, go for a walk, find a time that you know, that you can both have that you know, hundred percent listen to each other. That that one-on-one conversation, and you know, respectfully allow each other to to voice your opinions.
1: Right, mm-hmm. that's definitely it. environment is a big thing. You know, find yeah. a place where it's quiet. Go to the beach. You know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, go. You know, wait for the kids to fall asleep, and turn off the TV, turn off the iPhones, and just talk. You know, that's yes. all it takes. Or, or or if it's hard to talk, then write a letter, like something yes, you did. Exactly. Finally, that's exactly and, what I, what so I in, ended up having to do. <laughs> in 2000, when was it? 2010, I believe. Yeah, 2010 yes. is when you actually wrote me a letter that shocked my world. And I was just like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I never knew you felt this way, you know. Yes. And that was what, nine years ago, in that letter you stated that I needed to make a change or yeah. you would have to leave with the kids and yes. actually file for divorce. So when I heard the word the word divorce, it opened my eyes, and obviously I was like, man, like I'm, I, I let it get this far. Like I didn't mm-hmm. realize it. I let, I had let it get to that point, and that was never my intention. You know, I, I didn't think because, like I said, we never talked about it mm-hmm. in a serious level like that. Yeah. So, after reading that, I knew you meant business, and I knew you know it was obviously heartfelt, and so I was like, I, I got to do something, and you know, that's when I started to try to make changes and. Mm-hmm. You know, and then just, it didn't just happen overnight. You know, I was a, it was a, a period of time that I was started going to the gym, working out, doing all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and there was still obstacles along the way. But it wasn't until I finally mentally decided this is it when things started changing. I just, you know, and like I said, I had to leave my environment, my circle. Yes. And and we had to get on the same page. And that's when we both, you know, got into fitness lifestyle and started doing that. And also for for a lot of couples out there, you know, would you say it's is is it easier or it's easier to work on yourself first or was it easier to work together as a couple? What would you say?
2: Mm, well I think it's a little bit of both because as much as, you know, you had that that um, drinking problem, I had a problem with not <clears throat> communicating how I was feeling. So at the same time, though it's two different problems, we were both dealing with with our own issues so obviously you know i mean i think that the biggest changes happened when we decided to do something together so and then at that point you know it's like if one needs a little extra guidance or you know but i think initially doing something together that both enjoy is is really the way to go
1: agree 100 percent. so So anyway, now we finally came to, like I said, a whole different lifestyle. We, we started a whole new chapter with both became personal trainers and like, you know, our kids are now following along and, you know, in the fitness world as well. And we're doing a lot of fitness and hiking and we have our, you know, our, our brand going and, you know, things, things are way different than it was back then, you know, yes. five, 10 years ago. And it's now looking back at the past, what do you, you know, what do you think or how do you feel? Of where you're at today.
2: Yes. I don't... I wouldn't change a thing because what we went through has brought us to where we are today. So, you know, we actually were... I mean, we didn't get married very young. We were... I think I was, what, like 23? You were 25. So we were already adults. um, But we still had so much to learn. And we're still learning so much. So... You know, I just—I don't know—I, I really think that um. Whatever we went through really has has, helped us along the way to now as as now that our kids are are older, to be able to, to you know almost like figure out okay this is what we want to continue doing in life and this is what we no longer want to do.
1: So. All right. What doesn't what is it? What doesn't break you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. Makes you more resilient. Yes. That's right. <laughs> So, all right, I want to talk. About, I want to talk about another issue, something that was very scary for all of us. And um, you have to talk more about it because I don't really know too much about it. But it's something that you were diagnosed with your hypothyroidism or what yes. is it called? Yes, you talk, talk about that a little bit yes. and how so, that affected you, and when, when did that happen, and yep. what symptoms did you feel? And yes.
2: So, two thousand sixteen um, was the year um, we were talking about, you know, starting a business and um Edgar came up with resilient the word resilient resilient squad you know we were trying to figure out okay we like the name you know what are we gonna what are we gonna do with it we already were stuck on the name so we were like you know we remembered that we had gone invited to go hiking so we were like let's let's kind of focus on something having to do with the outdoors maybe like obstacle course races or I don't know something something with um just trying to be active because we were already, you know, we already had just started working out and we wanted to, you know, do this whole lifestyle change. We wanted to incorporate it with Resilient Squad. So our very first group hike, we advertised um, to um, Potato Chip Rock. And that morning I remember waking up and, you know, I took some like Dayquil or something because my throat was really sore and I felt like a lump in my throat I remember Edgar says, you know, if, you're, if, you, if you don't feel good, let's, um, you know, just stay home. I'll go. And I'm like, no, no, no. We already have like a lot of people going. I'll be fine. Um, as we're climbing that mountain, um, oh, my breathing is just, it's so hard. I mean, I'm sweating like crazy. I, I was just, I did not feel like myself. Um, within days, I mean, things started getting worse. Um, my voice started getting really raspy um, the lump on my throat started getting bigger. Um, I was just having so many weird symptoms. You know, we were like at my son's football game and like passed out for a few minutes. Um, I would get these crazy, like migraines, hair starts falling. I mean, I'm losing weight like quickly. So, um, I end up in the hospital after hours, they send me home. They are like, Oh, just go drink some caffeine. I mean, they told me you need to, you know, You can't drive you need somebody to to come and get you but at that Um, point
1: you were diagnosed with something no not yet oh no that was the first time yes
2: so um we come home i'm still not feeling well but um you know it is what it is i'm supposed to drink coffee caffeine you know that's what i was instructed to do yes um weird anyway um the next morning um edgar was about to go to the gym because at this point i wasn't really working i actually hadn't started working out yet um edgar had already been going to the gym for a while he got up in the morning and he i don't i don't know if you remember like say your side like how you saw me because i remember you're like i'm not gonna go to the gym something's like something's wrong with you or something i think i was like sweating like super bad and-
1: <clears throat> yeah you were just sweating profusely like really warm and i mean it's kind of like a fever i guess but to the extreme mm-hmm. really pale looking skin mm-hmm. and I was just like I was worried I was like but you were you were like no just go so that, you know like
2: my heart rate was felt like it was like super super fast and um so anyway we, we go to the hospital again same hospital being there a couple hours we hadn't even gotten called to get checked in and I, I was having the symptoms all over again in the waiting room Edgar's like you know I'm done with this hospital we need to go to another hospital we go to this other hospital, um, The all the symptoms, you know, continue. I did the whole thing like passing out and getting on like tremors everywhere. That's where I got diagnosed with a very extreme form of hyperthyroidism, something I never knew anything about, but it was one of the scariest, super scariest moments of my life because I did get to the point where I thought I was going to die, like my heart rate. I was put on heart medication because even just walking could cause cardiac arrest. Um, I was constantly like shaking. I mean, I couldn't drive. I couldn't go to work. I would just get these crazy, um, like um, almost what felt like migraines. And then they would hit for like 30 seconds or a minute to the point where, I mean, I had to stop what I was doing. It would like take my breath away. It was shortness of breath. I mean, it was horrible, horrible. My hair started falling, like breaking off. It was, it was really bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember that. So Yep. So then after that what when we still continued life continues obviously your yeah. medication. Well you continued it,
2: hiking. I remember I told you let's stop
1: resilience hikes
2: Yes. And you're like no I mean I'll stop this and we'll continue when I get better and I'm like no please like we've already started something and people are already reacting like let's just you continue and that's going to be my goal when when I get better like take me on a mountain you know. So from there, um, you know, after several weeks on medication, um, doctors were starting to control everything that was going on with me. All you know, just everything. Um, I started feeling better, and I told a "All right, like I'm ready to go on on a mountain." And what did you have me do?
1: <laughs> I said, "I need to give you a test. <laughs> I need you to climb." We live in a two-story home, so I said, "I need you to climb a hundred floors." No, I think you had said like
2: it- 25 or something.
1: I thought it was like 100, but. I don't know. Yeah, it was a big number or 50 or something. I think
2: you said, or probably 50, yeah. You
1: need, you need to be able to do 50 floors and, yeah. and be okay yes. uh, here at the house before I take you on the mountain. So you're like, okay. So then I think you ended up doing it, right? I did 100. Yeah,
2: yeah. I was like determined. And now <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing this. So yes, I did 100 and off we went. Went to the mountains. And um, I think the first one we did after that was like at Mountain which by the mm. way, I think that's, I think that's one of the reasons why I want to continue going there. Cause something about it is, I mean, there, there's nothing like, for example, at the end, there's like no waterfall. There's like no, you know, it's not like a, you know, something like what well, you would say like, Oh, something super cool at the, at the end of the, you know, mm. at the top of the peak or something, which I mean, there is, there's a awesome flag. And I mean, the views are just awesome, but something about that mountain, I think, cause it's close by. And I feel like I always feel accomplished when i do that one so
1: (laughs) yeah well it was a special place in our heart for that one (laughs) yeah (laughs) for for that mountain so yeah i can understand so anyway then let's fast forward to the other time i know i forgot what what happened first though i remember i did a hike oh we did a hike when your heart rate was really elevated as well i think Mm -hmm. remember that one yeah so
2: i mean throughout this time i've been let's say for about two no i'd say for about a year I was put on medication every four weeks, getting blood drawn, um, getting my medication adjusted. And I got to the point where I'm just like, I, I still feel horrible. I mean, I'm constantly like breathing hard, breathing hard. And every week I'm, you know, every few weeks I'm seeing the doctors and I started doing research. Like what happens if I take myself off this medication? Um, and a lot of, a lot of people were like, nothing, nothing will happen, you know? So that's what I did. I got off my medication. And we got into fitness, and I'm medication-free for the past two years now. That's awesome.
1: (laughs) All right, so I wanted to talk about another incident that we had recently, early this year, I believe it was, that, again, you were feeling kind of clammy. I remember you had those feverish symptoms. You were laying in bed, and I was going to go to the gym. So I went to, you know, I think you, you told me, to go ahead and go, I was like, no, maybe I should just stay because you don't seem too good. You're like, no, just go. So I went and I came back. I went upstairs to take a shower. And then I came out of the shower. You were downstairs making breakfast. The kids were down here as well. I remember hearing a loud thump. It was just like, Mm -hmm. and I was like, "Uh oh, what happened? I hear my daughter yell for me and I ran downstairs and I see you laying on the ground. You had fainted and hit your head. I remember the kids were kind of panicking. I was just trying to stay calm. I was you it seemed like you were losing consciousness, you were really pale, and I was getting worried as well, but I was trying to stay calm, keep everyone calm um right away. I told my son just to call nine one one and so he did, which he did amazing and Meanwhile, I remember I got a pillow, propped your head up a little bit i got a i got a wet towel and put it on your head I was trying to have you wake up or you know make sure you were okay you were you were breathing, so that was good but you still seem like a little out of it. So I don't know if you remember any of that while that happened, but but just
2: uh, bits and pieces just in and out. I do remember for sure I was cramping um, and this is probably TMI for a lot of the male listening, <laughs> but um, I was on my period. And so for some of the ladies that are listening, this is something probably really good for for you guys to, you know, just to bring awareness to um, I was cramping pretty bad. And, um, you know, obviously you're getting older and, um, it seems the flow seems to get worse. And what ended up happening is I actually, um, am anemic and I didn't know that. So, which is one of the reasons why this ended up happening. Um, my cramps were so bad that it cut off oxygen to my brain and caused me to faint. And yes, while I was cooking, that's exactly what happened. So, As by me falling onto the ground, hitting my head, that's why I lost consciousness. Because of that. Not because of the actual symptoms, but because I fell on my head. So, yes.
1: So I remember the firefighters came in here and, you know, they did a few tests. They told me your... what was it? It was low. Your blood pressure was My low. My blood pressure it was, really was low. super, super low. Mm-hmm. And then anyway, they were going to take you in, said you're going to be okay. So that was a relief to hear. And mm-hmm. then they took you in the ambulance to the hospital. So we, that day was a, a school day for the kids, but I told them, you know, you guys don't have to go to school today because obviously they were in shock and we were all kind of worried and shocked. So I told them, let's just get ready mm-hmm. and go to the hospital. And we went over there and we were there by your side. Yes. And, Luckily it all turned out okay in the end and thankful, you know, thanks to God, of course. But you know, you definitely put us in a scare scary situation. So <laughs> oh, don't yes. do it again, please. <laughs> but yeah, we got over that and um um so now I mean after that incident, how have you been or
2: I've been amazing. Um I did have what,
1: or what did you do to make to did you make any changes to
2: well, I didn't. Um, I did have people because at the time, um, me and you were you know, obviously working out probably like six days a week, we were really into our fitness journey, because, you know, we had just got became uh, personal trainers. And we were, we were just trying to be in the best health of our lives. Um, this happened. And the people were asking me, maybe you need to slow down. It's because you're working out too much. And actually, that has nothing to do with it. It just it's, it, it's something very common that happens to a lot of um, women and even men, it's just the body was put in some sort of trauma, and it's something that now that i'm that I became um, you know now that this happened to me, it's prone to happen to me in in any other situation anything that scares me, I mean I can faint. um it's just something you know, like I said that yeah. it it happens and I had a a couple other scares after that, but it was nothing that I needed to. Um, you know almost like be careful of or be fearful of so we just continued on you know and working out and just trying to live as healthy as possible so
1: yep I agree I mean it's one of the things you can't really like plan for or avoid you Mm -hmm. just you know you got to just live life live the type of life you want to live be happy obviously try to live a you know somewhat healthy lifestyle because you know Mm -hmm. you don't want to be prone to other diseases and stuff out there, you know, mm-hmm. but,
2: and even then the healthiest person on this planet can still end up with some sort of, right. You know, something. So, <clears throat> yep.
1: Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to get to is just saying like, you never know, you know, there's people that don't smoke that get cancer, you know, and yeah. it's like, so it's like, you never know who, you know, who's going to get affected. Um, fortunately, that's not, that's not our decision, you know, and yeah. no matter how healthy you are, no matter how much you try to be mm-hmm. active or, you know. You gotta be ready for any anything. We're all gonna go through some struggles in, in life, but Yep. So now you're doing personal training. You've I had a am. you've had a quite a bit of a transformation yourself and we we both have, but Yep. We're talking about you today, so you've had an amazing <laughs> transformation and Thank I'm you, super Papa. proud of you. Thank you. Not only physically but emotionally. I've seen you grown as a as a woman more being seem more confident, your confidence has gone way up yes, it has and to mm-hmm. see you to see you progress has has just been amazing also and like I told you, you're my inspiration because I oh, you. you inspired mm-hmm. me to make changes and to to live a healthier lifestyle to not need alcohol and find other ways to you know to enjoy life yes. and and luckily we we have we found this this new lifestyle and finding you know people with similar interests and goals that we can relate Mm. to Mm that will help push us to that level. So with your transformation, I know So now you're doing, now you're a personal trainer at Self-Made Training Facility in Oceanside and San Marcos. I know you're helping change many lives and also not just physically, but emotionally. So Mm -hmm. tell Mm -hmm. me about that and how does that feel? You know, what is that feeling like and what is it that you bring to the table?
2: So last year, um, November is when I became a personal trainer and it was one of the scariest things that I've ever done because, you know, of course I thought I don't know anything about fitness and this isn't what I went to school for. Um, I doubted myself so much. And to this day, a part of me still does. I'm certified, but a part of me still feels like, like this is crazy that I'm doing this. Um, But anyway, I went in, um, I had really wonderful mentors. Edgar had already been training me for, I want to say for about a year already. So I felt pretty confident getting someone from the point that I was at before to where I had, I was at now, um, because I myself had experienced that. So that's just, I started becoming a little more vocal on my social media, sharing my own journey, um, people started reaching out, you know, family, friends. Hey, you know, I see that you've been losing some weight. What are you doing? How are you doing it? And I'd say, well, you know what? I'm offering personal training now. From there, you know, I started getting clients and um, I just, what I do as a personal trainer, I not only want to help on the outside, on the physical part, something about who I am. And I've always been this way. I like to touch the inside the the soul you know the emotional part because a lot of times that's where a lot of the outside starts so um that's just how i am i'm i'm not only a personal trainer but i also become a, a very good friend to a lot of my clients a lot of my clients have they've trained with me for a few months and you know they'll they're like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go and try to do this on my own and then they come back, and it's just it's amazing. Now I have these boot camps, and a lot of the, the ladies that I've trained um, one-on-ones are now coming to my boot camps, and they're all forming a bond. And it's like therapy for me. You know? A lot of these women have changed my life. So you know, that's something I'm just really grateful for. And this is one of the best jobs I've ever had. So,
1: so it's not a job.
2: It's not. <laughs> it's something I, I just really, really enjoy doing
1: that's amazing that's awesome that's the way it's supposed to be
2: and i thank you because you have helped you you guided me through this entire journey and you still are so thank you coach
1: you're welcome (laughs) here for you always yes so um i think that's pretty much getting close to wrapping it up but um is there anything else i left out that you want to talk about
2: um no i think we are good we uh Mm -hmm. addressed the questions that i got earlier um if there's anything, anything else, any of you have any questions, please, you know, you can find me on my Instagram at Miss Resilient. Um, we are also on Resilient Squad. Or if you have questions for the Resilient Coach, either one of us, we're, we're here to help.
1: So just real quick about Resilient Squad. So I know we have a few projects lined up coming up soon. You know, do you want to talk a little bit about that as well? Yes. Or what that entails?
2: Yep. So we've made a few changes on our Resilience Squad page. Um, I'm not sure if any of you have noticed, but we kind of changed up the theme a little bit. We have removed fitness from our Resilience Squad page. And um, so anyone who wants some fitness inspiration, you can follow our individual pages, um, the ones I just mentioned. Um, so for now, we're going to continue with the outdoors on Resilience Squad. And we are starting a new campaign or project. Um, called i am resilient so what is that going to be about papa
1: <clears throat> that's what i asked you i know but zach
2: but i love when you explain it because you're so good at it
1: <laughs> but you're the one that's going to run it is that i hired you
2: whoa <laughs>
1: <clears throat> so you planned okay. the video shoot so and what are we going to be yes. doing
2: so in in a couple of weeks um we did reach out to a few of our squad who have already shared some of their amazing stories if you have not had a chance, go through our page. Um, There's quite a few of our squad members who have already been um, brave enough um, to share what they've gone through and how they have found us, Resilient Squad, um, which is, it's always so amazing. You know, we've met so many amazing people and the fact that they're willing to share this to help others, that's why we're starting this project. So we're going to be doing a video shoot and a photo shoot in the next few weeks, we're getting some new merch, um, new wristbands, um, new, new jackets. Stuff. Yes, new stuff on the way, um, but we don't want to release it yet until we get our video, so that all of you can see our squad members, um, and and hear hear what they've got to say. So there's you know we all have a story, um, it's everyone's is different, um, but we are you know definitely they're they're willing to help and share to help others so
1: well i was just thinking it's saturday night and we're home
2: we are this and, is the life that i've dreamed and of and no
1: we're recording a podcast we are in our house with no alcohol drinking Dr- coffee drinking coffee drinking water and coffee and, and well, there i do see some donuts over there too yes we got donuts by which. the way <laughs> i don't know who's eating them but they keep slowly disappearing <laughs> somebody's laughing out here
2: (laughs) yes diet starts monday
1: (laughs) (laughs) but it does so what would you say to one of our listeners that's going through that right now and maybe has a spouse or significant other that's you know they're in a a dark place right now and thinking there's no way out and you know they're never going to get through this what would you tell that person listening right now what you know is there hope for them or what can they do
2: i've actually already have gotten quite a few requests on that um you know, just kind of suggestions. But ultimately, I mean, I think finding something that both of you can do together. Obviously, a change isn't going to happen if the person who, you know, if one, one of the partners in the relationship is not ready to change. But if that, if the, you know, the spouse has already stated that they're ready to make a change, then jump right on it. And Find something that both of you can enjoy doing together, whether it's going for walks, whether it's, um, you know, getting into fitness, um, hiking, um, running. Anything that you guys can do together is always going to, you know, to, to be the best way. So All right. that's what I definitely would highly recommend.
1: Do you have any regrets?
2: I do not. I is- do not.
1: Is there anything you would change about your life now?
2: No. Oh, my goodness. I'm living the life I dreamed of. So thank wow. you so much. <laughs> That's amazing. Not, not everybody can say that. So. I know. You know, I, I have heard people saying, like, it's too late. But I'm glad that we were able to to you know, get the ball rolling a lot sooner and definitely enjoying life so much more now. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yes. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on before we wrap up is you know, there's obviously, you know, we've we've obviously gotten our spiritual side back, you know, and got our faith back and started going to church again and believe, you know, brought God back into our life. How has that played a role in your heart? And how do you feel now?
2: Yes. Um, I actually feel, I feel very different. Um, we started going January. Yes. Yes. So before January... Um, I remember waking up every morning and I mean, the first thing I do is I pray to God. But for some reason, the way I used to pray to God before January of this year, everything, I was worried all the time. I was in so much fear. I mean, we'd go to the gym at four, four or 5am and my worry was always, oh my gosh, what if there's an earthquake? Oh my gosh, what if somebody breaks into the house, what if, you know, so many what ifs, you know, I get in my car, oh my gosh, what if we get into an accident, that's how I lived my life every day, and for some reason, ever since this January that we started going to North Coast Church, um, one of the first songs that I, um, that I heard Pulver singing, Pulver's amazing, um, when we, one of the first days we went, it says something like, um... Something about fear, like no longer having fear because it's in God's hands.
1: You can sing it. It's okay. I forgot. I, My fear doesn't stand a chance yes,
2: when I'm standing, standing in your love. love. That's exactly that's that one. Sorry, I can't sing. But Oh,
1: but you can. <laughs> Do it again, Pop that no. again. <laughs> I want to hear you sing. No,
2: but anyway, so yes, that song, it says, My fear doesn't stand a chance when I'm standing in your heart. So I believe that's how it goes. But anyway... I heard that those lyrics, and they spoke so loud to me. Ever since then, I feel like I don't have this fear anymore. It's... Okay, now we get emotional.
1: It's okay. So what do you feel?
0: But now I just, I see things differently now. It's, you know, whatever happens is going to happen. We can't. live in fear. So every day now I just leave it in God's hands and just so grateful for so many things. I just try to live every day. Actually, that's one of the questions I got. Like, how? How do you smile every day? And even right now I'm crying, but I'm smiling. It's happy tears. Yes. um, I just I used to see the the cup half empty. For so long, and now I see it all the way full, all the way full, regardless of what we go through i just I just every day is a blessing,
1: yes, it is <laughs> amen, mm-hmm. but yes, so thank you for for sharing your stories, you know, and resiliency as well for being there for me and for being by my side through it all for through thick and thin in sickness and in health
0: yes till death do us part
1: part. So. (laughs) anyway just know that you know we all struggle we all we all go through through obstacles in life but i think the ultimate lesson here is to put god first and he will lead the way he'll help you lead the way and I, i talk about that as well in the previous podcast you know how in my eight steps of sobriety how i in my eight steps i put god last but it should have been step one because that's where it all starts. That's where your foundation starts. And like, if you let him lead the way, that, that's easy. the rest is easy. Yeah. All you got to do is follow. And like you said, we shouldn't be living in fear. And, you know, God will guide you. Let go and... Let like God. That's right. <laughs> so with that, I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hopefully, like I said, we could uh, inspire some of you out there listening. If you have any questions, feel free to con- uh, send us a message. You know, you already shared your social media handles. Um, where can they find our, our podcast?
2: They can find it on probably as a on
0: iTunes. Yes. Um Spotify.
1: Yep. Yeah. All all those uh I forgot what the other ones are, but iTunes, yeah. Spotify, Google Google Play or something, um they'll be all over. Anchor yeah. FM. So it'll, it'll, it'll be, be available, yeah. It'll be uploaded like, tomorrow, tomorrow Sunday. Um, what's the date tomorrow? I don't know, but
2: it is what is tomorrow the 13th
1: all right so there you go you know just wanted to share a little bit about my wife rosie's some of her struggles some of her wins but um so thank you for sharing
2: thank you papa for interviewing
1: and we will see you on the next one yes all right all right have a good night everyone
2: bye squad
1: more than overcame adversity, I crush it and I murder thee I'm further than you'll ever be, on fire like that third degree Thought it was impossible, said so in the chronicles How to prove i wrong, that's how I overcame these obstacles Thankful for the ones I love, few will rise, many fall Thankful for the men above, blessed to be here standing tall Highly specialized, change the game like a chameleon Maximize your range, bounce back higher, stay resilient